Hi. Hey guys, my name is Chanel Perillo, and I'm a casting director and producer based in Los Angeles. I've cast shows like Drag Race, F Boy Island, Real Housewives franchise, and Million Dollar Listing, to name a few. I want to welcome you to Shut Up Chanel, a podcast where I take you through my LGBTQIA plus journey, while each week I get to chat with the queer royalty that helps shape me. Buckle up, because I know you're going to want to tell me to shut up. Welcome to the podcast, my long okay. drag queen friend. The one hold of the on, hold on. This I've is so had. funny. This is so funny, Chanel Perillo. Oh my god, there's a dog behind you. I know. I'm praying she doesn't bark. <laughs> I hope she does. What's her name? Her name is Six. Six, like the number. Like the number. There's also Six, a drag. Like the- there's a drag queen named Six now too, but I swear I named my dog first. But also, did you name the did you name your dog after the number, the character on Blossom, or the musical? Ooh, okay. It's kind of a combination of all of them. When I brought the dog to Marco, oh, so three sixes. That's why. So you're the oh, devil. I'm a devil girl. Yeah. No, I brought her to Marco's studio one day and he was like, she's got six nips. Let's call her nipples. And I was like, no, but I like the name six. And she was born on August 6th. So I went with six. That's so cute. But her original um, name was six nipples. I can't believe you have a drag you sweater and I don't. For those of you just listening, I'm wearing the original drag you sweater that I stole when I was on set. No, I was friends with the wardrobe department and they gave it to me. I didn't steal it. I'm screaming. You know what I have? And it looked ba- it was cut because it was like a workout challenge episode. And do you remember the girls? Yes. The girls would wear these when they were working out. Yes. <laughs> Learning the dances. We are oh. so excited to drag you. But before we get started, I have to introduce... My guest, uh, Juju B, she and I uh, met season at the end of season two, season one of Drag You. Since then, she has gone on to be on the first and fifth season of All Stars, the first mm-hmm. season of UK vs. the World, Queen of the mm-hmm. Universe, Celebrity mm-hmm. Drag Race. I mean, mm-hmm. you are busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Huluween. <laughs> Huluween. I knew you were going to add the Dragnificent. Big- I've come out with uh, two EPs and a remix album. Uh, I have a Christmas song. I actually have two Christmas songs. It's like insane. (laughs) Uh, Did you ever think that your life was going to turn out this way? Um, Well, yes. Yes. (laughs) Only because I am huge on, I mean, I didn't know exactly what it was going to look like, but I knew that it was going to be exactly where I wanted to be. Um, and I think we, you and I have talked about this in the past where I just kind of know where I am going to get myself to. Um, I, and I suppose, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like to call it woman manifestation. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Well, you know, we, it's, it's, you know, we always use manifest and all that. And a lot of people think it's like crazy and, and, um, I don't give a fuck about what 
people think because <laughs> it works well, for me. Exactly. Well, and that's something that you have totally taught me. I like what I'm doing is I'm like creating this list of like things queens have like taught me throughout the years. And one yeah. of them is shade it is shade. You've taught me shade <laughs> and you've that's taught me reading. So untrue. <laughs> yeah, you were the Girl. first queen to teach me shade. But yeah, I want to I want to start this off with your perception of how we met your interpretation of meeting there's me. no like, interpretation there's <laughs> i there's just one truth to this and this is exactly how it happened your little sweet ass walked into the dressing room which was not necessarily a dressing room it was like a holding room and it was me mm-hmm. and raven and um i forget who walked you in i, I can't remember I, I, was it the production coordinator heather porter do you remember her of course, I I love Heather. I know I loved her. Yeah, like I don't know if it was Heather or was it like Margaret? Remember Margaret? Oh my gosh, Margaret! Oh, Margaret's love, a sweetheart. Love Margaret. But I like I literally can't remember who walked you in, but I remember being introduced to you, and then no. I the first words out of my mouth were, um, I, I think you I think you like came to like say hi or like you went to like shake my hand or something and I was shake like your you know, hand. it was like something crazy and stupid and I was like <laughs> why are you talking to me where's my banana and diet coke and then you were mortified and I was like I'm just kidding give me a hug <laughs> that's what I mean yeah like all I remember I showed up to work that day and I think like Marco and Hector said that they'll never forget I was wearing like a black Mm t-shirt like a black production black t-shirt like jeans i had like a wedge you look like an old navy commercial (laughs) hey sis it's sismas (laughs) i've since learned to like up my game it's so funny like i wish there was like a before drag queens picture i mean there are like before drag queens picture of me and an after because it really did change but I, that day I showed up to set, had no idea what my job was. And they told me, just make sure the queens are happy um, and you stick around them. Just like take care of them. They just got off of a competition reality show. So, you know, like we just want them to feel good. And we wow. weren't even that difficult, were we? Oh, you were so difficult. Me? <laughs> not in that, like not in a bad way. And like, I wasn't difficult. Raven wasn't difficult, was she? I think the other girls No, were. no one was difficult in a sense that like you had just gotten off a competition show and got yeah. thrown into this other show where you were now the talent right, and not right. the contestants. And so you were like, I'm going to take advantage of this. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to yeah. abuse the cute little PA girl and make her bring me waters with straws but it trained me it trained the yeah. fuck out of me um it trained the fuck out of me and made me really great at my job yeah yeah you all you were always great at your job i don't even think i ever experienced anybody being like terrible at their job no oh no because it's, it's a lot of waiting around and i don't think <laughs> a, you know it's a lot of waiting around especially for somebody who's assisting on a production like you never know what's going on and um and then the talent's on set and we just kind of wait around and people don't realize that the talent in this business is literally patience <laughs> it really is it's like it's a hurry up and wait i think it was like the yeah. first that line i heard when i like yeah. first started working in tv honestly that's in every production that i've ever done it's hurry up and wait 
because mm-hmm. there's so many things that need to happen in order to get like things started and things finished. But once it once once the ball rolls, then it's game on. And I think and that's you can't why move we have the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think I, I think that's why we have the job because it's it's literally like not not everybody could be in front of a camera and um and tell a story and do it basically perfectly in one take. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Well, and, and, and um, we were also like at the beginning of like the brink of this like drag boom. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Drag boom um, clap. Drag boom clap. And yes. because of that, I feel like we just like spent so much time together and we, Bonded over parliaments and I know. Do you still smoke jokes. cigarettes? I don't smoke cigarettes. I, I vape. Either. We both vape, right? No, I don't do that either. You quit the vape? I don't. Okay, so I used to drink. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I used to. I used to do some drugs. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I used to smoke weed. I don't do that. I used to smoke cigarettes. I don't do that. I used to vape, and I don't do that. I, <gasps> I know. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Isn't it crazy? How I does it feel? Waters. What do you do? Yeah, what do you do with your time? Okay, that's a really good question because now I do a lot of cardio, and I've been really into like taking care of my body. So <gasps> I've been lifting weights and shit, like not to like bulk up, to just be sane. Mm-hmm. I think that like for me, I was like using and drinking and smoking cigarettes, like to take up space and time and to have something to look forward to, mm-hmm. which is so strange. And, and none of that had anything to do with like working on set. This was always something that was programmed into my brain. And I just had to like unlearn it in order for me to succeed as just a human being. Because for me, it's like, you remember whenever I would have one cigarette, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to have another one and well, then that, another one. That's what I try to tell people. Like, I can't just have one puff of a cigarette because then right. I'm I'm driving straight to 7-Eleven and I'm chain smoking parliaments again. Right. Right. I mean, I, uh, girl, I we smoked a lot of cigarettes. So many. And it was so, you know, you know, what's really funny is I remember this happening every time I competed on Drag Race all 6,000 times. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, but this is what I remember. The queens who did not smoke would always bring this up and they would say, well, why can't we go outside? Those smokers always get to go out and have a break, (laughs) but like, we don't smoke, but we would like to go outside too. And I was like, they have a fucking point. <laughs> no, it's so just. I, I, I mean, I remember uh, that. I a lot of people will literally restart smoking working on sets because it's I just the it's the atmosphere there, and yeah. because there's a lot of hurry up and wait time. It's like, what do you kind of do with your time? I remember Michelle yeah. Visage used to give me so much shit for smoking, and. Yeah. I will say it on say it on the pod. Michelle Visage is always right. Like she really, it, everything she's ever told me, I should have thought about a little. Like a motherly yeah. figure, you know. It's like what is, what did she have against me? Like why else, you know? Like why wouldn't I have just taken her advice? But yeah. I just, it wasn't the time to quit. You she's know, dad to me, Rue's mom. Well, and then Rue comes out, and Rue's like, Chanel will quit smoking when she is ready, and. Yeah, Th- that that's was the, the real that's the cool mom. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> yeah, like 
She's young. Let her live. <laughs> um, what, you know, for someone that's listening that wants to get sober, that's a drag queen or, mm. you know, in the gay bar every night and doesn't think that there's like any way mm. to get out of it. Like, what was yeah. your road to sobriety? What what got you there? I got so tired of doing the same shit. And I got so tired of my own shit. Like, you know, you know, if you were if you were to like remove yourself from your own body and just look at yourself just like it was your roommate. And like, let's imagine myself living alone, but I was my own roommate. I was sick and tired of my fucking roommate not cleaning up, not doing the dishes, not being on time to things. And I would literally wait for myself. And I'm like, why am, why do I keep doing this? And then um, it all had to do with like literally being like hungover, which was really rare for me. You didn't get hangovers? Not, not really. I think it got it like... I think for me, it it happened so many times that I stopped feeling that. So you like, were more used to being hungover than not being hungover. But it never felt like a hangover to me. That's like that's the thing. Like 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 girl, I don't know. I think I think in my early uh, drag travel days, I would legit work at a nightclub until like two a.m. Mm-hmm. And then I would like totally want to go out to like whatever party there was after because it was all exciting. Mm-hmm. And then I would have a flight at like nine in the morning and I would make it. And I did that for years. So I never thought that I had like an issue because I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Oh my gosh, my cat's going to climb up. <gasps> What's your kitty's name? Um, Her name's Pris. Pris is such a good cat name. You also have a really good podcast voice. Thank you. Juju. Thank you. You know, I have I I do have a podcast. It's called Queen of Hearts. I've heard of that. She's doing something up there. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to see your house. I'm gonna tilt my camera up and I'm gonna show you what she's doing. So do you see do you see that up there? Yeah, like the rafter? Like the rafter? That's like a it's like a thing for lights she's literally right there oh (laughs) that's so cute (laughs) are you a cat person not a dog person i'm an animal person same like any animal i'm (gasps) i love that wait you were just getting to something good what was it that i was gonna have like a follow-up and your sobriety you got sick of the roommate oh i got uh, yeah i was like like I just looked at myself as like the worst roommate ever. And I was like, Oh, and we were talking about on the road and I was going to say, I also just think that's your early twenties. Like when I was on tour with DWV, it, I I don't think I slept for like six years. That's why when people ask why I stay in, I'm like, cause I've been up for like 20 years. I'm like exhausted. No, I I mean, (laughs) but that, but that was a thing too. Like, but we, I always made my flights and now I'm at the age where if I drink more than two glasses of wine, like cancel all my plans tomorrow. Right. Right. Well, I like, it's funny because for me, I don't think I could, I, I, I will never, ever, ever drink ever again. Um, I fantasize about it, of course, but like, I know you seem, you seem it's so much happier. Yeah. From a friend's perspective. Yeah. 
It, I, I am, I am. Um, but it's, I think I have a little bit more control of everything. I still have issues. I've, I, I still have like issues and I still have like things that I do that I hate. And like, I'm still trying to work on things, but at least I'm doing it not like drunk. <laughs> you're at home. Like, are you hung over one day and you're like, today's like, what was the day that you decided to quit? And was it cold turkey? It honest, it it was, it was. So what what happened was I for years literally said to myself, all right, you're gonna have to like not do this anymore. You 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 need to stop this because I was doing more than drinking. Obviously, I was like drinking to like do other things, you know, and then like I would drink and then do other things and then drink some more so that the other thing could be balanced out and then do more of the other thing and then drink some more. So like it was like kind of a back and forth, like trying to keep myself balanced and it just never mm-hmm. worked. It just mm-hmm. never worked. And then the the bullshit that I was talking about earlier, like the bullshit that I got so sick and tired of was I would literally make plans with people and bail on them. And I am, I try to be like a really good friend to people, but the 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 soul inside of me would never intentionally do that, right? Mm-hmm. I would legit make plans and then not show up. I would legit just say whatever anybody wanted to hear so that they would be happy in that moment and then mm-hmm. show up for the plans that we've made or like, mm-hmm. you know, and then I realized, okay, I'm not showing up for these people that are supposedly my friends. And then there were points where I just didn't even show up for myself. And I got so fucking tired of that. And I was like, girl, you really need to like reel it in and, you need you need to stop this shit because it wasn't just me um as a person but it was also like me at work cuz there's it, it gets really blurry because when mm-hmm. you work in nightlife all you get offered are things that aren't great for you <laughs> that's what i was going to say you it's know? like a drag queen like getting sober i think it's like it's like one of the hardest things it is it is it's, it's i mean it's, I think sobriety for anybody like is, is a super personal choice Mm -hmm. and it's difficult regardless of where you are. Like it's, it's all like self-work and it's constant self-work. It's not just like, Oh, I've been, you know, sober for this many years. I'm set for life. It's not like that at all. And I, and I realize that because my sobriety isn't even linear. Like, it's not like I decided to stop drinking and I, and I never wanted to, um, I never had a drink again after I, um, stopped drinking, but I definitely was smoking weed for a while. Mm-hmm. I was smoking weed for a while and I didn't I didn't put the two together because I always made excuses like oh well it's not like I drank and got high but the truth is I did you know mm-hmm. I would totally do that and then um for a while I was like smoking weed and then there were times where I would smoke weed and try to quit smoking cigarettes and then I would manage it for a few months but then I would always go back to cigarettes and then. Well, I yeah. Be Cause like, you're like, you're like all, cause I used to play that game too, where it's, it's like, the same thing. it's like, okay, I'm not gonna, since I'm not smoking weed, I'm just going to smoke a cigarette instead. Like that's better for me. Um, right. When it's like not <laughs> like, and really you're just transferring your addiction. Yeah. No, it. How long yeah. is it? How many years has it been since you had a drink? Since June 12th, 2017. 
Oh my gosh. Congratulations. But, thanks. Well, but I'll, I mean, I'm also going to mention that as of us recording this, it's, I'm like a little bit I'm scared like maybe, of that. No, no. I'm uh, as, as of this time of us talking right now, I'm like almost at six months without weed. And then I'm like, I think a little bit over four months without cigarettes. Or was, two months, sorry. What was the hardest out of all of them to quit? I think the cigarettes was the hardest. Oh, like I, they they compare like quitting cigarettes to like heroin. Yeah, well, I think the, the cigarettes for me, I think my first relationship was my relationship with smoking cigarettes. Mm, that's deep. Isn't that crazy? But I also was that like, I was born in the 80s. Mm-hmm. In the 90s, I don't know if they still have these, but in the 90s, they had fucking candy cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And all the little boys would get those. And the little girls I smoked them. Did, really? I did. <laughs> well, my I parents did. both, my parents both smoked parliaments. So I had their influence plus. So you're access. saying your parents, your parents did cocaine, is what you're saying. My parents loved cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom would come on this podcast right now and tell you that she loved cocaine. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they were at Studio 54 in the 80s, so smoking parliaments. I, I swear just, I told you that story 200 times when we were on set. Pro- I, I don't remember, but this is off topic, but there's a fucking mosquito inside my <gasps> house right now, and it's biting me, and I'm going to find it. This fucking little bitch. Um, I get the worst bites. I think I'm allergic to mosquitoes and they love my blood, but I get like huge welts, like swollen. Can I light up one of my cedar incense, please? Because of course it's coming for me. I can't believe that. I can't believe it. Well, I think that that's really inspiring. And do you talk to like the youth about this? Fuck the youth. <laughs> what, what what would your advice be to a I don't want to fucking read to those I motherfuckers. I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> I think they need to just go through whatever they need to go through them and their internets and all their fucking new apps, all their threads and their so TikToks. you hate Gen Z or what are Gen Z's? Gen are they, Z? uh, what am They're, I? I'm a you're millennial. you're a millennial like me. What I year were you born? Eighty four. I'm like a I'm like a grand millennial like great grand millennial well i think i'm i'm bleep this out i'm 86 bleep this out paul i'm 86 and so um, why do are people not supposed to know i just i like people not knowing my age now that i'm really? getting old i'm i'm a woman and i'm getting older and i mean the younger men seem to like it but yeah but the younger guys don't even know how to use any of that they don't honestly, I don't know. I've been hooking up with some younger guys and they're way more like they're way more down than the than the millennials that I used to hook up with. Oh my gosh, these this, this fucking mosquito. Um so you don't like Gen Z. <laughs> no, I want to know what your advice would be for a young <laughs> drag queen that is thinking about getting sober, like how to manage it with working in a nightclub, with being around all the alcohol, with all the yeah. drugs, like what would your advice be for them? Well, I honestly, I like, 
I'm still I'm still able to go out and and work like that. That's the ability for me. You have to look at this like it's your job. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times drag queens, we have the opportunity to have a great time and we always should have a great time when we're working. But work doesn't always have to be fun. Sometimes work is just work. You mm-hmm. go, you work, you should like your job is to make everybody around you have a great time. And if you have a great time too, fantastic. But you don't have to constantly get sloshed every single night because, like, what are you doing? But working for money. And I know like the alcohol that night is probably free, but you're paying for it in some other way. And that could be missing a flight or not remembering something or coming out of your character. Um, you know, it's sometimes shitty or like sometimes you get so drunk that you end up sleeping in your fucking makeup. And that is the worst thing. <laughs> the worst. The worst. Way worse than sleeping with a random. It's <laughs> sleeping with a random with your makeup on. <laughs> I've done that. Um, I'm doing it tonight. You're doing it tonight. No. Yeah, wait, what is your dating life like? I have a boyfriend. Okay. He's six five. We're, <gasps> in open, we're in an open relationship. Um, what is, is what does that funny. mean to you? Yeah. What does that mean to you? Um, well, our, we we actually have talked about this like pretty deeply where it's like the open relationship is us not seeking outside for any sort of emotional support. Mm-hmm. Like It's not like I'm looking to fall in love because I already am in love. Mm-hmm. But we're long distance. Um, and I also believe that we've had our experience with our past relationships. I'm only going to speak for myself in, at this point. Um, okay. like, like my past relationship um was you know it was insane it was tumultuous there were like highs and there were some really deep lows and I just didn't want to be in another relationship where I couldn't communicate exactly what I felt or wanted and Mm -hmm. this one's this one's like one of those where I can actually be open and honest about it Mm -hmm. and I'm here in Boston and he's in New York City so it's a long distance relationship and like with my work it's a lot of traveling around so like we both have an understanding you know and he's visiting me this weekend and it's going to be awesome and we met um we met in in lockdown so like our dates were all like real things like it wasn't like it's not like we could have gone to the movies and not talk for two hours you know Mm -hmm. we couldn't even go yeah we couldn't even go to dinner because nothing was open so like we literally went hiking and we like went to the park we had picnics like we did how did you meet him i met him on tinder out of all places free tinder oh my god free tinder and were you like do you ever get worried like how do you weed out the good guys from from the the race chasers uh he didn't realize and that was the thing i love that that's the best he didn't like he didn't like no and then when we went out, like, I think it was after like our third or fourth date, he like put two and two together. And then he was like, um, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Is that weird? He's like, no, he's like, he's like, but I'm not like a super fan or anything, just so you know. And I was like, so you're not a fan? 
<laughs> like, like be a little bit of my fan. Yeah, like you can I think like my that's stuff. the I think that's the tricky part when you're someone in the limelight. Yeah. Like I try to like people bring that up all the time with like, I'll give an example. Like the Vanderpump rules cast, people will be like, Oh, she's just after him because he's James, like from the show, like a cast member. Who's James? Oh, you don't watch Vanderpump Rules? I don't watch anything. Oh my God, it's so good. Okay, let me find another comparison. Just think like whenever it's like someone Is on he TV. like Pat Sajak famous? Like, <laughs> like Vanna White famous? No, he's like Bravo famous. Um, like Andy Cohen. I just think when, yes, I think when you're in like the li- the lifestyle, the limelight, the, the career that you're in, like it's impossible that like, you're going to meet someone that like doesn't already kind of know who you are. And you kind of want someone that like kind of knows who you are already because at least you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just burped. Keep that in Barry. Is it Barry? I knew you were going to burp. It's water. Keep it in Barry. What's that from? I have no idea. Who's is, isn't your sound person, Barry. <laughs> oh my God. Paul. <laughs> Why did I say bury bury the sound guy? <laughs> we'll just call my sound guy. <laughs> oh, that was good. My sound guy is Barry from here on out. Like Barry. <laughs> or oh, am I boring you? No, it's just fucking. It's almost I know 10 it's o'clock. late. I know Juju's doing this late, so I could do it after work. Um, what do you do for work? I'm a casting director, and it's nine to six. Oh, I know you're a casting director because remember you cast me for that fucking <laughs> drag me to dinner that you didn't do for yeah for drag me to dinner and I said no well, I said yes and then I said no because I was doing drag the musical Alaska's musical and then of course Alaska does it <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh fuck so I, I respect boundaries now a no no is a full sentence Juju. Oh, no. Like, my thing was, I totally could have done it had I known what the schedule was, but I just didn't know what the schedule was. Yeah. To be really honest, I think BB had a great time with Trinity the Tuck. They really did. They really had a great time together. Yeah. They look great. They did. They're two beautiful pageant queens. You know, what was I going to do? Wear like a fucking pantsuit. No, you would have been fucking amazing. You would have been fucking amazing. Of course. You're the queen of comedy. Am I? I mean, no, I remember going so excited to go to work every day because you would make me laugh so hard. Yeah. So hard. Were you afraid that when you got sober, you wouldn't be so funny? No. Because I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I know people worry about that, you know, like comics and stuff that like stop, they stop doing cocaine yeah. and they're like afraid they're not going to be funny anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I think one of the, one of the things that I, I do remember about myself before I would go and perform um, was I would have to like do a shot. I'd be like, oh my gosh, let me just do a shot because I, I need to relax. I need to loosen up. But then it just was one of those things where, I just it stops working. To, it stops working. Yeah. And That's I think how I all look of us have the now. ability to like get there without it. Meditating grounds me before doing something now, you know? Um, yeah. Like not I talking. To, I, exactly. <laughs> like breathing. I'll do like, 
uh, before first dates, I get like so nervous. And so like now and I bet when I was younger in my 20s, like I would do a shot of tequila um, yeah. or other things. And oh, you're in your 30s now. I am in my 30s now. Yeah, you're like 36, probably. <gasps> Did you Google me? No, you no, can't. I just you can't can Google do math, my age. You fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're similar in age. Um, we're similar in age. Wait, you're younger than me? No, I'm 39, bitch. Oh, that's okay. I was like, there is no, you said you were 34. Get close to the mic. Hello? Yeah, that sounds better. What's going on? You couldn't hear me? No. It's just Barry's going to be like, what the fuck, Chanel? Okay, so you didn't stop being funny. I mean, you weren't afraid. I just think that that's something people worry about. Like, you know, like, am I going to be as cool as, but honestly, like meditating, grounding, Mm -hmm. talking to my, like to my inside, that calms me more than a tequila shot. Yeah, I also like went to, I like totally went to, I I had a six month relationship with therapy um, Mm -hmm. in lockdown, actually. And it was split up. Not right now. I would love to go back. They like I I was I was in this therapy program where um, I was with somebody who basically said, all right, we have six months. Mm-hmm. And in the six months, we're going to meet once a week. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. But I need I need you forever. And he he was like, oh, no, girly. We're, we have six months and we're going to work through what you find um hard to work through and we're going to find ways for you to cope with things and then mm-hmm. and it was really helpful because like it literally was just me talking to somebody um about stuff and then I would just hear myself say some of the things that would come out mm-hmm. and then I would be like oh I was like oh like you know that, it makes all the dots so for those of you who don't know I started I started therapy the week that I found out my dad had cancer mm. and it was just I'm like, sorry some- to yawn when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel like you're, I feel like we're in the club. I feel like we both have dead dads. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, um, we're in a da- when did your dad club? die? When did your dad die? A year ago. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I think feel like still, we talked about it last still time. morning. We Honestly, I, the fact I'm sitting here doing this podcast is means that I am so much better than I was a year ago. Yeah. Um, like I used to like, I mean, it was hard. My work has always motivated me mm. to, um, can you hear my microphone? You got to like turn into it. No, like I this. think it's shut off. What? I feel like it's shut off. No, what face into it right now. Hello. Oh no. I think it turned off. Hold on. Why? I don't know. It's just then, like it's hold on, just wait one second. Obviously, it's still picking something up. Oh. Yeah, I can hear it now. You can hear it now. How long yeah, is that's, it out for? Has it been out for the whole time? No, it has it. Because I just noticed the light went off on here. Oh my gosh. It has it. Because you would does it has it sounded like this the whole time? It sounded like this before. So maybe we just start at the therapy talk. I don't know. We'll just keep going. We've already gone 50 minutes, so we'll just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, so we both have dead dads. We both have dead dads. Um, yeah, mine had can had cancer. What about yours? Same. What kind of cancer? Lung. <gasps> Liver, and then it's spread to his bones. And in four yeah. months, like they were like, oh, like probably like a year, four months. Like it. Was oh my gosh, they did the same thing. And yeah. it gives them like hope, which also sucks. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that was like the moment where I was just like, you have to get into therapy right now because yeah. you're going to be a fucking mess. And I was already like so many areas in my life weren't good. You know, my relationships weren't that good. My mm. like just lots of things weren't good. But therapy changed my life. And I go. Yeah. For one hour, every two weeks, I do it on Zoom. So I literally have no excuse to not go. Um, right, right, right. I've done it in the car. Like, it's like you, there's always somewhere to go and do therapy for an hour. Yeah. And every two weeks, I have something to talk about. I love every two weeks because it's like over the course of two weeks, something happens in your life, whether it's an argument or you are overreact about something or like we're all human. Like no one right. is ever fully, you know, it's like a healing journey. Um, yeah. But it makes you become so much more self-aware. And then if you do act like a crazy fool, like you have someone to talk about it to or right. something. Go and then you stop unloading on your friends so much and your relationships actually get better because you're not just like trauma dumping on your friends all the time. And also like your friends aren't like, that's not their job. <laughs> They're not professionals. Your friends give you the worst advice. Like, like I'm because also your like, friends really care about you. And so I'm a good always, listener, though. You are. I would come I'm to like, you for advice. There's certain people I would come to you for advice. But, I go to Raja but, for a lot of advice. But, but, well, Raja's really fucking wise, though. That's the thing. Like, like a wise owl. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking wise owl in a fucking golden barn. Um, there are people who should just listen because like I always do this thing where like if, if a friend's going to be there and I can tell that there's something up and uh, or I can tell that that something's up and mm -hmm. there's an issue. I'll always kind of like say, hey, do you want me to say anything or do you want me to just listen? Because I'm happy to do either. And I might not have anything to say because I don't really know what to say, you know. But see, that's amazing. You know, because you don't like, always have to say anything. Yeah, you don't. And the th that's what you learn in therapy. My therapist, sometimes it's literally just me talking the whole time. Um, like I let her get a couple words in when I think she's she on mute the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> she's just she gives me a lot of facial expression. Do you, does your forehead move? That's I'm so, so fun. That's so funny because I was just thinking I needed birthday Botox. <laughs> I haven't had Botox in over a year. Oh, well, then that's why. But you're, I mean, you look great. Well, it's kind of like, I go back and forth with this because if I just have to look pretty, then like Botox works perfectly or Dysport, I'll do whatever one. Um, I've been doing micro needling and that I would suggest getting done. Because mm. it, it tightens, like, it tightens and firms the skin like permanently. So you're not like Botox. You have to go like, I go every probably four months by the four, yeah. by, by four months. I'm like, just feeling it. I'm just like something like, I just want to put it on my makeup. I could just like tell, I'm just like, it's time. Yeah. But, but I don't I know. Also like, it looks bigger like to have facial expressions. That's yeah. Cause you need, um, that for, you need that for acting. 
Yeah, I'm I'm not an actress. So <laughs> what's that fucking restaurant that's everywhere over there? Go to In and Out and ask for <laughs> ask for ask for these soggy fries animal style. Like go fuck yourselves. With your what's, the pro- what's the proudest moment of your career? Um, the proudest moment of my career. Jesus Christ, that's like really hard. The proudest moment of my career. That's like, how do I even answer that? So, like a moment where you were just like, like my younger self would be so proud or like mm. the most doing, al- the most alive you've ever felt. You're doing that. You're doing that RuPaul thing where she holds up a picture of me from like kindergarten. And she's like, <laughs> what would five-year-old airline, what would you say to him right now? I didn't, that wasn't my question. <laughs> um, what? I'm trying to think like I've done so I've I've done so many cool things. Mm, what's some, like your I've done go some for really it. cool? I've done some really, really cool things. Um gosh, I mean, I got to sit on a float um for New York Pride last year. And I thought that that was pretty rad because it's like New York Pride and the float was me. It was to promote my podcast and it was um, literally like an Amazon fucking float. Like it was huge for me. And oh, oh, this ties into another thing that I felt was really cool was I saw um, an ad with my face in Times Square. Like it was that's like, huge. That's it was huge. huge. It was like it was like just scrolling on the marquee. Hi. Was that your boyfriend? No, this is my roommate. My boyfriend's <gasps> in New York. Hi, roommate. Go get her. Do you live with a gay man too? Um, or... I live with a they them. Oh, even better. <laughs> yeah, maybe sometimes she's a they them. Today she's She's a big calf, mint chip, ice cream, short wearing bitch. What a bitch. Do I need to kick his ass? No, he kicks his own ass. <laughs> um, what was what was I saying? Oh, you were you I thought of to, another. I got to like I get to like travel around the world. And one of my favorite places to be is actually in an airplane. And it's so stupid to say, mm-hmm. but I find like I find it most peaceful to be in an airplane because you have no control whatsoever. Like you could literally die. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you can literally die mm-hmm. at any point, but it's like so freeing. And I always like to sit at a window and I like to look out the window and then just kind of notice that earth is happening as mm-hmm. we're in the sky. And that's, that to me is like something really cool. And like, I think a lot of people already know that my, my name is airline. So it kind of makes sense for me to feel so much comfort in this. And RuPaul like did say, which I never thought of before like this, but RuPaul said that my name is really special because like air is something that everybody needs to survive and to live. And a line of air is like a, like, um, a, like a life, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like this, this little bit of life that's necessary. Like everybody needs you to survive. And 
I thought that was really beautiful and inspiring. And I don't really know what she was trying to fucking tell me because this was like the Tic Tac like luncheon, the mint luncheon, you know, that, <laughs> that we would have. And this, I was like, this was like season two. So I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like we didn't have anything. And Michelle wasn't there yet. Like it was literally um, uh, Merle. Merle Ginsburg, Santino. Yeah, Merle. Um, why, do you, why do you think you and I have stayed so close all these years? What do you think it is, bitch? I feel bad for you. You know, like, you're still that little lost, crooked Chanel. You know. You know. You know. It's it's only because I want to, I want you to, like, book me for some huge job. Like, that's the only reason. Oh, that so all these years. See, yeah, it's really funny. All the queens that come out of the woodwork. Could you imagine? What's your craziest fan moment? My craziest fan moment. Um, well, I don't know if this person was really a fan, but this was at the Parliament House, and I was with Shangela. And um, wait, is the was, Parliament House gone? I think so. That's so sad. So sad. I, I I think the Parliament House is somewhere else now. I think there's a new version of it. But it'll never be the same without like like that the hotel rooms and the pool. Oh yeah, because people went there for the fucking hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was like a destination, honey. Yeah. I remember but... being so I remember feeling like um like because all the queens told me like if you know you've got to go to Parliament House, like Parliament, if you if you perform at Parliament House, you've made it, baby. Yeah. And so <laughs> when I went to Parliament House, I felt like Seeing the marquee, it was like it was like a yeah. movie. It was like I a movie. Like, I feel like I I know I have photos somewhere of all this. Unless maybe I lost my phone once and I lost all those photos and I didn't do one of those iCloud saves. No. We'll set but, the tone. So you're at the Parliament House in Florida. This is in uh-huh. Orlando, Florida. Yes. yes. So I'm at the Parliament House in Florida. This was one of my first like big gigs right it was mm-hmm. one of my first big gigs and you gotta like you gotta act real cool calm and collected and i was there with shangela and they're like i don't know if people know the parliament house um and what it was but people would show up really early and wait in these lines that took forever mm-hmm. to get in like it took forever and sometimes People didn't even show up to watch the show because they knew they couldn't get a ticket to get inside to see the performances. But what they showed up for were these meet and greets. And these meet and greets were rabid because like this was like one of the first times where a meet and greet like this happened with like drag queens. It was like, you know, when the when drag race happened, like meet and greets with drag queens became like a thing before it was a thing. <laughs> girl before in queer spaces, people would see a drag queen and they'd be like, oh, there she is. Like it did not matter. But then like the meet and greets became a thing and we became like we almost became like fucking zoo animals mm-hmm. you know except we were wearing like pretty gowns and great lashes and nice okay wigs i was wearing okay wigs but like there was <laughs> you're, this you're, <laughs> yeah. i'm thinking of your old wigs <laughs> yeah i mean you know whatever um i'm still mean i'm still gorgeous and you I'm are amazing. i loved so, your thirsty wigs <laughs> girl all of them Oh, and I, and I still have them and I don't care. But Juju, you're one of those queens that like, you, it doesn't matter what wig you're on. It works. Like it's so it looks weird. Beautiful. It looks, yeah, I know. Like, it's so weird. 
But the, you know who else is like that? Um, Detox can wear any wig too. Any wig, backwards, sideways. <laughs> it's because we have the mannequin face. It's that's we what literally it is. we are. You know what? Our head shape and our faces are the standard for any wig, pretty, ugly, short, curly, anything. You heard it here, that. people. You heard it here. And I don't care what you fucking got to say. If you disagree, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's your, like, honestly, if you disagree, that's, that's on you. That's, I don't care if you agree or not. It doesn't matter. Bring it but up in get, therapy. Bring it yeah, up in therapy. <laughs> talk to your therapist. But, um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> don't play with me. Play with your booty hole, baby. <laughs> I got that from my sister. <laughs> Which sister? My uh, my baby sister, Aww. I heard her say I heard her say it once and I was like, ew. And she's like, I know somebody said that and I had to take it. And I was like, that is so funny. Don't play with me, baby. Play with your booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. But let me get back to that. Let me get back to the Parliament House. We're the craziest the fan. House. The craziest fan was this little fucking chaotic twink that was calling me and Shangela over. Um, and we didn't go over because it, it was so loud and crazy. Mm-hmm. And when we didn't go over, he screamed, I will fucking kill you over and over again. And I freaked out. And I was like, I need to go somewhere. Cause that guy just like threatened to kill me. And I don't, I don't want to be here. And um, you know, Darcel, who's incredible. Darcel was like, who was it? And she, you know, <laughs> she, yes. she was like, I'll take care of it. Like she turned Darcel turned into I mama bear. Darcel, like, she picks you up at the airport. Yes, she's the best. She, I love Darcel. She takes you, she takes you to lunch. Like Darcel is like she knows, and also Darcel is so legendary that mm-hmm. everybody knows her and she knows everybody she knows everything about everybody she knows everybody's names like she is so fucking funny and on top of all of that she gets ready and drag and she hosts the show and she performs and she tells jokes on the mic so it's just like she's shout out to darcel shout out to darcel and the parliament house oh and um some parts of florida (laughs) (laughs) and shout out and shout out to that security guard who took care of of uh me and shangela that night because i think i was a little bit more scared than shangela i think shangela was actually really good at like keeping calm and she was Mm -hmm. like she like held my hand she's like it's okay i was like girl i don't think i've ever like expected this kind of experience where somebody literally would be that upset about us not going up to them and threatening to kill us like that's crazy Oh, no, that's terrifying. And that is a craziest fan moment. And it happened right here in America. Right in Florida. Right. (laughs) Shocking. Which is very shocking. I remember one time in Australia that the um, fans were trying to take off Dee's nails. What? As she was performing. No, like her acrylics? Like to take off her acrylics as she was performing. I think they were like the glue on kind. And like her finger was all like, she was like, they were ripping off my nails, like to keep us souvenirs, which is crazy. That's so fucking weird. Yeah. I, I, well, I remember I came back from that gig being like DWV is like the Beatles, man. Like they yeah. like people were chasing us down the street. They were all on fucking crystal meth. <laughs> not DWV. <laughs> no, not DWV. <laughs> the fans. 
<laughs> oh my god um that was a crazy story okay fuck mary kill raja manila detox um i would kill manila i would i would fuck detox i have fuck detox <gasps> i know i i, I know that's a lie, but oh, okay. it's just sounds like a really good truth, doesn't it? Um, and I would marry Raja because I know that that bitch could probably throw down in the kitchen. <gasps> oh my God. I love that. Yeah. And I, I, I'm only killing Manila because <laughs> who doesn't want to kill Manila? <laughs> I love Manila. <laughs> who are you closest with from Drag Race? Who am I closest with from Drag Race? That's a really good, you know, throughout the years, that's actually like, it's it's kind of moved into many different directions. Like mm-hmm. I was really close with Raven. Like we were like close at the hips and then mm-hmm. our lives just kind of took us to different places and mm-hmm. we still chat and I, I, I will always love Raven. Like mm-hmm. that's my girl. Um, I've recently been texting Jessica just to congratulate her because her run on this latest season of All Stars has been so amazing. Um, I'm really close with Alexis Michelle. I fucking love. Do you know I I I feel like I've known Alexis Michelle for twelve years now. Yeah, like I, was, I remember I when know. she first. I remember when she first auditioned for Drag Race, and yeah. I just like she was like the Fran Drescher drag queen to me. Like she was. <laughs> fucking hilarious and i think at the time she like still lived with her like grandma or mom or something this and i just like those, this is one of those korean um peppermint nose things <gasps> i used to do those when i did ecstasy oh when i was young i remember the first rave i went to people that sounds like i'm doing something really terrible huh no i don't smell it i'm smell it i don't hear it <laughs> I don't smell it. I don't smell it. I don't smell it. Um, so you started out with Raven, which I yeah, I remember when you two were inseparable, and it was oh like, my gosh, like and you were in the town, hips. and you were in town so much because of like drag you and everything, and like mm-hmm. it was it was Mickey's Monday. Like I think for a good five years, I was at Mickey's on Monday night. Literally, like, it was like insane, but like a lot of that. A lot of it's, that was so blurry for me because I was so drunk all the time. I was going to ask, do you remember us hanging out at all? <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but ever, like everything became such a blur. But then, uh, I, you know, I, when I worked, I did, I did a, sh- I did a show um, on TLC called Dragnificent. And that's where oh, yeah. I got to know Alexis. Oh my God. Amazing. That's how, yeah. That's how was so, that like, experience for you? Was, was that, a, was that awesome. like drag you? Was it like drag you a little bit? Um, there were, there were, it, it there was an essence of drag you, mm-hmm. but more like, it was more like an amalgamation of drag you and queer eye, but with drag queens, mm-hmm. um, we went to super small towns, like, you know, and we, we tried to tell like the best, most authentic versions we tried to tell like the best and most authentic versions of these real lives mm-hmm. uh, in an hour. So you it's, know, it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And um, it was, that was a really fun job. We should have gotten paid more. I'll tell you that. 
Season I'm one's t- it's hard. It's hard. You know, baby you girl. deserve one. baby girl, baby girl. Um, but like it ended. It ended. Honestly, um, we had, we we finished filming like a week before lockdown. And I had to do pickups on my iPhone. Oh, my like, God. Like just vo- vocal pickups because we had to change some of the the last things, you know. And it was pretty crazy because then, you know, going from working on set in different small towns all over the East Coast and like, like you know, in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. right, to lockdown was pretty fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And then and then that's when All Stars 5 came out. And I was like, you know, on I was like on the moon, but in my apartment in Chinatown, Boston, because we couldn't do anything. So it's like it's I know COVID. I mean, COVID really took three years off of our lives. I know. That's why and some of us why- are better people because of it. And some oh. of us are bigger fucking assholes. <laughs> it's very, very t- true. Um, going back to Jessica Wilde, I'm so excited for Jessica Wilde. I forgot that Me you were seasoned sisters. Too. It's like, it was like uh, this younger generation getting to see Raja is how I feel about Jessica Wilde getting her moment because it was like yeah. this, the younger generation had no idea what a star Jessica Wilde was. And I've been a Jessica yeah. Wilde stan from day one. One The first night I, I should... During her interview, I'm like, you you taught me that drag queens can be nice because <laughs> Jessica was the sweetest to me where, you know, Juju was Ju- Juju and I had a funny relationship. You were never mean to me, but it was this like. It, I had to impress. I had to impress you and Raven. I had to. I don't I, even. I, took I think that's your I insecurities. Break, I had to break you bitch. down. I, I had to that's... break you down and I had to make you like me. Yeah, I did. You were I think that's open arms. Like, come on, Chanel. Yes, I Join was. World. No, you were. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. I think that you are insecure and you're projecting. <laughs> and you're gaslighting. <laughs> Girl boss, gaslighting. <laughs> you can keep those snorts in Barry. No, you and Raven were the cool girls in school. And it took me like a little warming up, you know, to get you to respect me. You were like, who's this little mousy girl? Like, getting I me always my coffee. respected you. I always respected you. Oh, I did. Okay. I did. In our fluorescent light <laughs> holding cell. <laughs> Do you remember those rooms? I know. I'm like, what did we even talk about? It was, we were just like, what are we doing today? What's the shoot today? Who's in? And like, did I, was I like a curious little bee? Like, did I ask you a lot of questions or did I just like act like I knew what drag was? You just, I thought you knew everything. (laughs) When I first started working at WOW, I had not one gay friend. That's probably why you're single. Let me say it again without yawning. That's probably why you're single. What do you mean? I'm saying when I met you, I had no gay friends. Yeah. So why would that make me single now? I don't know. You were just trying to be a bitch. See? Yeah. You were single then too, right? (laughs) I had just broke up with my boyfriend 
I haven't been single the whole 15 years of our friendship, Juju. (laughs) So you broke up with your boyfriend who now has a boyfriend probably. No, he's got a girlfriend. You're like, no, he's dead. (laughs) No, he actually died, Juju. Thank. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Oh, um, do you want to promote your um, podcast? My podcast, Queen of Hearts, that's out everywhere. I don't know when this when this is coming. When is this coming out? It better be out in August. I'm going to work really hard for it to be out in August as a birthday present to myself. Okay, so if it's coming out in August, I'm all right. So, um, well, I have three seasons of Queen of Hearts out right now, and you can listen to it anywhere you're listening to your podcast. You can probably listen to it right after you listen to this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. It's really fun. It's so stupid and it's silly. And it's a blind dating podcast where I help people find lust because (gasps) face it, it's not going to be like I'm finding people love, you know, they don't get to see each other because it's a podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And the cameras stay off the entire time until the last person is chosen. And it's one contestant. And um, that person gets brought three people who they may want to date and there's just a whole bunch of games that we play and it's really silly and really naughty i would not recommend this for anybody who is under 18 um because it's not for you (laughs) i'm gonna tell you that now what why is it so naughty we like literally people will straight up say things like i am a squirter and i was like what do you mean like you know my innocent ass they're like, what do you mean? And they're like, I'm a squirter. And I was like, isn't that like just pee? It and is. Like, yeah, but I squirt and I <laughs> love squirting. And I want a guy who likes me squirting all over them. And I'm like, say squirt one more time. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, great. Good for you. And then some people <laughs> will come on and talk about their fantasies. And I didn't think that it was going to be that kind of podcast, but I really loving that it turned out to be like that because it's kind of freeing. And I like that people can like openly express um, themselves sexually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's funny because I started off like really prudish, but then now I'm kind of like, maybe I want to be a slut. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I do. I'm not, but maybe I do. Like, I don't know, maybe one day. You never had a slut, like a, you never had a F girl era. What's an F girl era? <laughs> a fuck girl. You know, like you've always been a prude. No. Maybe. So, so you're lying again. I'm not a liar. <laughs> I'm an actor. You are. You are. I'm an actor. You're actor. Um. Well, I think you taught me a lot, Juju. I think because you don't want to admit it, but I think because you were hard on me in the beginning, it made me stronger. And you taught me a lot. Was I really hard on you? Set me up. No, you got you. You just taught me the drag queen basics. Is what I'm telling you. I learned like. I, I, I like it, it set me up for success in all my other areas of working with drag queens for the rest of my career is all I'm mistaken, trying to tell you. I think you're mistaken my, my, my bitchiness with Manila. I never said bitchiness. Okay. 
Manila's Manila's more difficult than me. <laughs> I never said you were difficult. Okay. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Manila was really sweet to me right away. Good. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> now but, I know I Wait, who is now, mean to you? No, I no one's really it was a like it became like a game with drag queens. Like, let's like let's make Chanel fucking cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, who was the meanest out of all the years? I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell them when they're on. It wasn't you. Well, I know it wasn't me. <laughs> I just think um I just think I was like there was a little bit of hazing going on in the beginning hazing <laughs> like in sororities yeah oh please I, I was hazed i would have been like you need to walk around with this fucking um, target bag filled with rocks <laughs> <laughs> you need to go to rupaul's dressing room and get me her fucking perfume oh my god what else do you are do you have any like goals or things that you want to achieve that you haven't already I would love to build a conservatory off my house so that I can have an uh, an indoor soaking pond. I know this is so silly. I want a, like, I literally want, like, a conservatory greenhouse situation so that I can control the climate and have really cool plants inside and be in there during, like, a snowstorm and sit in a pool. That's what I want. What is a soaking pool? It's and ha- just it's just like a pool that's not huge. A jacuzzi. It could be that. <laughs> Sounds gross. A soaking but I, pool. <laughs> but I but but I would want like I would want like a I would a jacuzzi is a brand name. But I would want like a hot tub, right? I would want like a sauna, a hot tub, and then I would want like the pool that's like cold. So I would want like all. I would want like. That makes sense. You know, like it would be like really spiritual and like maybe a little <laughs> witchy and lots of plants and crystals and light. And I fucking love it. I even yeah. you right now, I picture you like, I just imagine you in this like little cabin in the middle of nowhere in Boston with like nothing around it. Yeah. Like no I mean, neighbors. Well, you know, what's really funny is I have. So when I bought this house, what screamed out to me was that the house is sitting on a half acre lot. And I don't think that there's anything like this anywhere around. Like, I literally think that this is like the biggest lot in this town. Cause I don't live like right in Boston. I live right outside and I'm not gonna tell you where I'll tell you where off, off camera, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's close enough. You mm-hmm. know, it actually takes the same amount of time for me to get to the airport than it did when I was living in Chinatown. Um, but it's really nice because it feels like I live far enough outside the city that I'm not in the Mm. city, but like I can get in the city Mm. really quickly. Um, and my neighbors really aren't that close to me. Like my property touches like nine different properties, but they're really far from me. You need it. Yeah. Send me the address when we get off of here, because I am supposed to visit my best friend that I grew up with. Yeah. She lives in Boston and I've been dying to come and visit her. So maybe I'll I do it. So much space. Double whammy. I know. I think the last time we hung out, you were 
you told me I could one day live on your commune if yeah if I'm like desperate yeah <laughs> yeah you can like be like Cinderella and stuff and clean my basement and shit oh my god well I can't believe I found my drag you sweatshirt oh I I I you know what I have in my basement right now what the season two RuPaul's Drag Race flag and I will I, never get I know it. that exact flag you're talking about. I still uh-huh. find the Rue dollars everywhere. I, you, I'm telling you, these are, I, I, and I also have um, the RuPaul perfume <laughs> that she gave me years ago. I haven't even opened it. And I don't think RuPaul ever signs anybody's names, but her own. But on mine, it said to Juju, sweet love, RuPaul. Oh my God. This might, this must, right? that's insane. Honestly, shout out to Rue. Um, mm-hmm. She knows my name. She knows you do. She knows my name, baby. <laughs> um, I feel like this is the most basic Betty question ever. And you probably told me when I was 24, but where did you get the name Juju B from? Um, it was given to me by my drag mother mm-hmm. um, and how it happened was I, there was this competition at this club called access and it was right across the street from Fenway park. So like mm-hmm. super historical, it's mm-hmm. not there anymore, but like, that's, that was kind of like the place that that wasn't kind of like, that was actually the place to go in mm-hmm. Boston. And a lot of people, would come from everywhere to go to it because it was the place. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did an amateur competition and I won. And when they announced the winner, they announced Jujubee. And I was like, well, who the fuck is that? There was nobody in this competition named Mm -hmm. Jujubee. And that was how I got my drag name, (gasps) which was really annoying because I didn't have like input, but it works. (laughs) It's so you that like, I can't even imagine you with another name. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, my drag name could have been Chanel. It could catch the apple. Um, Okay. I'm going to need to get Chanel on this podcast. That's for sure. It could have been Shanper. (laughs) And like how cool I felt on set that day. Cause I was like, there's a drag queen named Chanel too. Yeah. And then she comes over and she's like, mine's with an SH. So fuck you. That actually was i've never OG heard girl. i've never heard chanel say a bad word in my life actually so i take no back. chanel is proper um very proper very proper very professional i think of like the og crew like the first that like the first episode first episode first group of drag queens i met and i feel like it was you mm. raven angina chanel and maybe like throwing a morgan mcmichaels in there and I feel like that should was like the, been, oh, should there have been one more? Jujubee. Me, Raven, you, Raven Angina, Angina, Chanel, Chanel, Morgan. And then one more, right? Was it three groups? Yeah, but I, oh, and who's the missing one? I should look up the episodes. Um, Tammy. Tam, probably Tammy Brown. So funny. Or Tammy. Pandora Box was on Drag You a lot. Yep, I feel like Pandora. the OG days. She was a professor. Um, but professor. those are the professor, the professors. 
Remember we would have an audience on show days? Yes. And another thing is like the reason, like you didn't have to be on ice. You were free to like go to the bathroom when you wanted, like sig breaks, whatever. Like that's why I was, you know what I mean? I was really just different. I was really just chasing you around, telling you when you were needed on set. Yeah. And so there was so much downtime that we, that's why I feel like it was like a, a crash course in drag for me. Cause I just had like hours to sit around and ask you questions. And we didn't have, there was no such thing as like Instagram. There was no Instagram. Facebook, like maybe was had like barely a, Twitter, barely Twitter. And that's obviously out now because everybody's on threads. Hello. And there wasn't drag queens on YouTube. No, like YouTube was like that fucking like that fucking fucking video that Charlie bit my finger video. Yes. Yeah. It was like it was that. Then it was that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was like that kind of shit. And I was like, all right. you, OK. Yeah. Your child bite this other well, child. I mean, even club pictures. Like I remember going to like buy gay magazines to like see our club photos in the magazine for that week. You know, like it was it was. It oh, was really? a different time. Oh, I remember like never have seen seen a drag show. And I was on like episode five with you guys. And Raven was like, come to Mickey's on Monday night. Oh, my gosh. Mickey's, and you right. guys like you guys had the hair and makeup team like do my makeup. And I like met you there. And it was like the best night of my life. You were like, oh, my gosh. This is was amazing. Like, These are my people. I feel like I'm at home. <laughs> Nobody gets me like. And we were like, shut up, Chanel. (laughs) It's so true. The worst thing is like detox spread. Shut up, Chanel. Like it was wildfire. Like I Chanel. (laughs) Random people used to come up to me in the club and like tap me on the shoulder and be like, shut up, Chanel. (laughs) And you'd be like, stop it. Yeah. You're not close enough. I'm telling you, California, you guys have such a fucking weird culture. What is it you hate against Californians? I was born in New Jersey. Yeah, I used to live in California. I know. So, <laughs> so you could talk shit. Um, yeah, this I is, mean, <laughs> I feel bad. It's really late where you are. And this was so much fun. And I could literally talk to you for four more hours. Yeah, this which uh, is fine. Um, uh, is there anything you think that we didn't cover that you want to tell me? No, I don't think so. so. I feel like we, we covered if you have everything. Any more questions? We could always just, you know, obviously. No, I feel like we covered it all. Can, and you can like, because what are these supposed to be like? Forty-five minutes, twenty-five minutes. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna go like four. Yeah, like forty-five at the latest. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't want to bore people in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that, that's. Yeah, I think thirty to forty-five is probably good. Okay, good. And they're they're always different, anyways. If you That's listen the- to other podcasts, like some of them are twenty minutes long, and then some of them are like an hour. When I see that, I'm like, these bitches. That's why I told myself, you have no excuse. Like, do this because I'll see on yeah. someone's podcast like twenty five minutes. I'm like, I could put yeah. out a twenty five minute episode. Yeah. 10 of them a day. You know what I like mean? Like sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it only. Sometimes that's all you need. You know? Yeah, yeah. We're I'm gonna probably gonna like start a podcast where I was just ramble on. <laughs> well, that's why I was like, I could have a format for this, or I could like have like the basics I want to hit and then go from there because I'm gonna go off of topic anyway. 
Right, 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 right. That's why it's called Shut Up Chanel. I just could keep talking and that's the podcast. Right. My therapist, smart. My therapist today told me, because I'm like, I'm just, I get really nervous. She goes, Chanel, I could record our therapy sessions and be so rich. She's like, but that's illegal. So go do your podcast. <laughs> but she's like, you're fucking funny. She's like, and I, you know, she's like, just do the podcast. So yeah, here I am. If people didn't know what you look like and they heard your voice. They probably would picture like Big Ange's little sister. (laughs) But I am am kind of I am little Ange. Little Ange. My dad said that he knew Big Ange. Yeah. Yeah. She she, no, she was younger. She was a girl on the block, he used to say. Oh, so he fucked her. So maybe he fucked her. (laughs) Wow. You think you think they're fucking in heaven? See what I mean, people? Um, (laughs) (laughs) And my dad's watching. (laughs) Oh, he totally is. And he's laughing. And then Um, my cat's there, too. Oh, mister. Your dad's there at the circle jerk with Big Ange. (laughs) And then my cat's just like. (laughs) What was your cat's name that died? Mister. That's still his name, even though he's dead. You fucking bitch. (laughs) It's not like I, people don't like people. Cats don't die and we change their names. Let's end this here before PETA comes at me. I think you need to end it with, um, do you think they're, do you think your dad's fucking her in heaven? Yeah, we'll end it. That Billy, could, that, that, Billy. That could be a commercial. For <laughs> cat food. Oh, potting's so fun. Um, okay, my computer's on red. I need to plug it in. Oh, mine's always plugged in when I do this. Girl, you got to get your shit together. Honey. I'm learning. <laughs> Juju, thank you for being my friend and coming on this podcast. I hope it doesn't sound like I could go on yours, but <laughs> maybe one day. Do you want to say do you want to say goodbye? Um, well, we have to do this. Um, hold on before Hey, it's Jujubee, and you're listening to Shut Up Chanel. Hey, it's Jujubee, and you're listening to Shut Up Chanel. Shut up, Chanel. You're such a professional. You should get you should get um all the queens to say shut up Chanel and just like layer it. Well, okay, I have this video from the Marco Marco show, uh-huh. and it, it's like this scene where all the queens are yelling, shut up, Chanel. Yeah. That and should people, be it. That's what I'm going to I'm gonna have Sam just I'm meeting with him on Wednesday yeah. or tomorrow night. I'm just going to have him take that literally like short. I hate when they have like long fucking intros. I want that with like a little like music and then it's and then we're good. Yeah, smart. But well, that's smart for the end for the end of each episode. I should have Vanilla and Raja send me them saying shut up Chanel just so I have it. Yeah. I did that one day at DragCon too. It's in my phone somewhere. I was just going around and having everyone say, shut up, shut Chanel. Up Chanel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to stop my recorder. Me so too. I, I love you so much. Oh, shit. How do I end this? Oh, we, once, I, once we end the meeting, I'm going to stop. <laughs>